हेलो एंड वेलकम टू न्यूज वॉरियर माई वीकली पॉडकास्ट ऑन भारत शक्ति डॉट इन दिस वीक आई वॉन्ट टू टेक यू बैक थर्टी फाइव ईयर्स टू नॉर्थ ईस्ट पर्टिकुलरली टू मिजोराम एंड टॉक अबाउट दी मिजो अकॉर्ड साइंड ऑन थर्टी एथ ऑफ जून नाइनटीन एटी सिक्स इन माई व्यू द मोस्ट सक्सेसफुल अकॉर्ड इन इंडियाज रिसेंट हिस्ट्री आई एम नितिन गोखले so before i tell you the story of the mizoram accord it is important to understand how the insurgency originated in lushai hills district now the state of mizoram in february 1966 in fact it goes back to 1959 1960 when a phenomenon that occurs every 48 years started in the lushai hills district called motam motam is famine in mizo language now during that famine the bamboo plant starts flowering bamboo plants normally don't get flowers but every 48 years they get start getting these flowers these flowers are very sweet they are very delicious uh, smelling flowers and the flowers attract rodents and insects in large numbers the rats start eating the flowers and once they have finished devouring the flowers they start attacking everything else inside grains crops food that is stored and that led to starvation uh, led to shortage of food in the lushai hills district people started starving and getting killed or dying because of starvation the government of assam which was then headquartered the undivided assam was headquartered in shillong did not pay attention to what was happening in the lushai hills district which was a distant district no road connectivity a kacha road leading to aizol the district headquarters from the nearest uh, town in assam called silchar and therefore many people died because of lack of attention and lack of food which the government did not provide so educated and well meaning mizos got together and formed an organization called mizo national famine front mnff they started giving them some help some money some food brought from uh, assam with great difficulty and the next year in 62 63 the founder of mnff laldenga who was a former soldier in the indian army had taken voluntary retirement converted mnff into a political party or a political organization called mizo national front now they started uh, raising their voice against the government of assam and of course government of india but nothing happened so on uh, 1st february 1966 the mizo national front which had already created another front organization called mizo national army started attacking police stations government installations government offices treasuries and even assam rifles posts at various places in the district aizol the district headquarter had the first assam rifles unit posted in aizol only the first assam rifles post or the headquarter was left to be overrun by the rebels who had got small arms uh, they had sourced it from east pakistan from others and uh, they almost overran the entire government machinery and took control of the district that time it wasn't a state enraged by the rebellion mrs indira gandhi who had just taken over as prime minister sent the army to take control of the rebellion to bring it under control and also first and the only time in independent india's history sent the indian air force to bomb its own population so aizol and other smaller areas uh, nearby were bombed by indian air force planes and uh, this remains hopefully 
in the future too there will be no such occasion this remains the only occasion when the indian air force has bombed its own population and has carried out missions within the boundaries of india of course uh, this left a lot of scars which remained with the people of mizoram for a long time for decades sometimes it sort of comes up uh, in discussions even now after so many years and interestingly one of the pilots uh, of that bombing mission was rajesh pilot who later became a politician and a minister of state for internal security and of course died in a unfortunate road accident his son all of you are familiar with sachin pilot he was uh, a transport pilot in the indian air force that time and interestingly his navigator was another famous or infamous personality depending on how you see it suresh kalmadi who was also an indian air force pilot at that point in time later of course they both joined politics and became famous and infamous in their own ways but coming back to the main story so when the insurgency broke out army was sent in air force went and strafed the uh, urban areas and then for the next 20 years the insurgency went on all the top leaders of mna and mnf fled mizoram or fled lushai hills went into east pakistan from there they went to west pakistan of course pakistan was willingly helping them and uh, laldenga took uh, asylum in london it was only around uh, 1980s early 1980s that the real contact between the government of india and the mizoram national front or the mizo national front took place and they started talking about a negotiated settlement it took almost 3 or 4 years to come to some kind of an understanding and a common ground to accept terms for each other the government of india was not willing to give them independence or a separate country obviously government of india's only red line was that everything should be within the constitution of india and uh, mizos wanted special category state they wanted uh, all criminal charges against the mizo national army members completely dropped some uh, amount of uh, assurance and of course elections to be held immediately and the current government that time uh, which was headed by congress party's lalthan so the uh, two sides came to an agreement and laldenga kept on discussing the matter with then union home secretary rd pradhan who was incidentally retiring on 30th of june 1986 till about 6 pm that evening they couldn't come to an understanding a final understanding and uh, around 7 o'clock laldenga again walked back into rd pradhan's office in new delhi uh, new delhi's north block and uh, said okay uh, we are now agreeing to whatever you have said let's sign the accord so prime minister rajiv gandhi who had become prime minister by that time because his mother was assassinated uh, on 31st october 1984 by sikh militants in delhi extended the services of then union home secretary rd pradhan till midnight that night so that the accord could be signed by rd pradhan laldenga chief secretary of mizoram lal khama and of course then they could clinch the accord so the accord was announced at 9:30 that evening on 30th of june the last working day of then union home secretary rd pradhan as i said all these uh, terms were agreed upon and then of course within 15 20 days all the 750 or 800 rebels came over ground in mizoram then rajiv gandhi made a very famous trip to mizoram that time driving around in open jeep driving himself uh sonia gandhi uh, was wearing the local mizo dress all that became a very big event i was a young reporter 3 years into the profession and uh, my first incidentally my first 
assignment outside Guwahati where I was uh, working for the newspaper called The Sentinel was in January 1984 to Aizawl uh, in Mizoram. So Mizoram was by then by 1986, July 1986 was a familiar territory for me. So I happened to be there when Laldenga also arrived there and there are other journalists from the Northeast, some of my old friends. So of course it became a big event and uh, Lalthan Havla, who was then the Chief Minister of Mizoram Congress Party's Lalthan Havla, willingly stepped down because he wanted this accord to succeed. Uh, Rajiv Gandhi had assured him that he will be uh, rehabilitated politically uh, and very graciously he stepped down. Laldenga became a chief minister without being elected or facing an election for the six, seven months that, that is allowed under the Indian constitution. Then elections happened and he got elected. His party swept to power, the Mizo National Front. And of course, Laldenga became the chief minister of Mizoram legitimately. There is an interesting fact that again needs to be emphasized that the next chief minister from MNF after Laldenga passed away was Zoram Thanga. Now, Zoram Thanga was uh, one of the top commanders of uh, Mizo National Army. So his journey is very interesting from a rebel leader, a militant leader, an insurgent leader to chief minister of an Indian state. Currently also Zoram Thanga is the chief minister of Mizoram. In fact, uh, he is coming up with his autobiography, talking about uh, the entire journey, which is very interesting. And I said at the beginning of the program that this was the most successful accord. Why do I say that? Because Around that time when Rajiv Gandhi was Prime Minister, several accords were signed. Not all of those accords were fully implemented to the satisfaction of the parties involved or the people involved there. There was the Punjab Accord between Rajiv Gandhi and Longowal. There was uh, the Gorkhaland Accord. There was the Assam Accord. There was the Sri Lanka Accord. Uh, and then, then there was, of course, the Mizo Accord. All of them uh, were not successfully implemented except for the Mizo Accord. All 750 to 800 rebels came over ground, laid down their arms, gave up violence and insurgency, and they were rehabilitated. All the other terms and conditions were fulfilled both by the state government as well as the central government. And today, when you look back 35 years later, many of those protagonists will tell you that most of these terms and conditions were fulfilled. And this remains a shining example of how accommodation between rival parties between contesting parties uh, is possible under the Indian constitution and how negotiations take place. Of course, there are some lingering issues which will always remain, but there are some of the uh, people who helped me during that time are still there. My friend L.R. Silo, who is a very prominent figure, a chronicler of uh, recent history of Mizoram, has so many tales to uh, share. He is now the center director of the Indian Institute of Mass Communication Center in Aizol, where he teaches journalism, PR, and uh, television and uh, story writing to students who get admitted into that course there. So LR Silo remains a central figure. He was my first interlocutor, a first point of contact when I went there in January 1984. And of course, he's worked with all the chief ministers uh, since then, Lal Thanhaula, Zoram Thanga, Lal Denga, even Brigadier T. Silo. But Mizoram Accord must be remembered as one of the most successful or the most successful accord in re India's recent history. And that's why I thought I'll just flag this for you. Of course, you can read it up on uh, the internet. There are other people who have uh, chronicled it, who have written books on it. Uh, but uh, I don't know whether that book is available anymore or not. If you want to understand the insurgency in Mizoram, there is a book by a then journalist, uh, Nirbal Nibedan, called The Dagger Brigade. It talks about the MNA and its activities 
both in Mizoram, in East Pakistan, during 1971 war and later. That's all I have this week. But of course, you will know uh, every week we will come back with uh, more such interesting anecdotes and uh, parts of recent history of India. And uh, of course, bring you uh, as many details as possible. Do keep giving us feedback and uh, your comments. And of course, you know where to reach us uh, through our social media websites, uh, social media handles, our website, as well as the YouTube channel. Until the next time, it's goodbye. Thank you.